0: They had been laid to rest uh, yesterday. We extend on behalf of members of the committee
1: heartfelt condolences. Yesterday, we have observed the 67 minutes in celebration or in memory of uh, the former president, the late president, Nelson Mandela, and we hope all of us who have contributed to the 67 minutes and we encourage that we must continue to contribute to those that need uh, care and assistance and appreciate your work in your various spaces for having recognized the day. Last week, we received two presentations, one on the uh, permits, which was led by Dr. Lebisi, and the deliberation of the electoral amendment bill. We must take also this opportunity to account to the issues that we have resolved on the committee will appreciate the work that you have so far managed to deal with. And overall, we've managed to resolve on all the issues that were before the committee. Noting the presentation of Mr. Lewisi and the issues that we'll be dealing with as we reopen in the third term. We may need Mr. Matonsi to bring back the minister and the team uh, to come back and brief us on the update in relation to Zimbabwe exemption uh, permits. I think it's one area uh, which we may need to get uh, an update on those issues. And I'm quite sure that the minister, the DM, and the the DG will be alive to those issues so that we're able to brief give an update uh, on the, uh, the issues that are uh, related uh, to the uh, this Zimbabwe exemption uh, permit. Lastly, we have observed last week and must congratulate the uh, Minister, the DM, and the DG and the entire component, and you know, Commissioner Masiapata, for having demonstrated uh, the continuous work of the Border Management Authority. We have uh, witnessed launching uh, last week uh, your the guards and all the systems uh, to demonstrate the work that uh, uh, we have a committee and yourself as a team and parliament were able to uh, establish the process of this uh, border management authority to congratulate uh, the step forward in responding to the challenges that the country has been facing around our borders. The committee will take close interest in terms of monitoring implementation and some of the issues that the members of the community on that front of a, a Limpopo in msina or in our border lines will be raising and how impact positive impact it will do in terms of uh, securing our borders we take this opportunity to congratulate the first step that the department and the leadership of uh, Commissioner Masiapata and the other commissioners have now exerted on the ground. I'll invite Mr. Matonsi to take us through the agenda and apologies so that you are able to invite members to interact with the items uh, before us. We've received a letter from the IEC in relation to their response, as you know, members uh, they, they've committed, we have committed that there are certain issues for the IEC to come back to present to us, in particular to uh, Schedule 1A, and they have written to us uh, indicating that they've not received uh, the uh, report uh, from their legal counsel, and if they have refi- received it, it won't be possible for them to present it today because the IC uh, commissioners and the entire team need to also uh, familiarize with that, uh, with that report. And we have since uh, allowed the IC time so that they come back on Friday, this Friday, to brief us, on the, to give us the report. So today uh, they will not uh, uh, give us the report submission as it has been re- uh, requested by, by, the, by the committee but to allow them to give a note uh, 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 on that matter, so that it's more recorded by the, the committee. Mr. Matonzi, can I invite you to render apologies and introduce attendance, thank you.
2: Uh, uh, Chairperson. as uh, you have already dealt with uh, the issue of uh, welcome and open remarks, and then there's apologies there on the agenda, uh, I've revised the, the, the program, Chairperson, to put that up front that uh, we're going to have the state law advisor going through the draft of, on the A-list, which has been circulated yesterday to all the stakeholders. And then from there, there will be Parliament Legal Service. Uh, they will be briefing us on the some of the outstanding technical amendments that needs to be dealt with. Therefore, then there will be comments, questions and responses. And then the committee has to make decision on some of the issues that will be raised on item number four, Chairperson. In terms of uh, apologies, so far, I don't have any apologies, Chairperson. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Um,
1: Can I check with the minister if there are apologies?
0: (coughs) Deputy minister? Acting DJ or DJ? Okay, let me just
1: before, so that it's recorded on the uh, letter we have been sent to, I will invite uh, um, the Deputy Commissioner or Commissioner Masuko or Commissioner Miebza. I'm not, I can't able to check who's in attendance. Uh, Mr. Matunzi will assist me just on the letter so that
3: uh, it's more clear. Deputy Commissioner Love? Um, good morning, Chairperson of the session and Honourable Members. Uh, it's Musutu Muepia. Um, Commissioner Love is not with us uh, for, for the moment, um, but I did want to confirm that we, we are looking at uh, amendments to Schedule 1A of the Electoral Act, which um, we will make available to yourselves soon. Um, I, I think we will be ready to, to present on Friday. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you, uh, uh, Commissioner uh,
1: Miebza, for uh, that confirmation. I must also indicate that uh, uh, if members or the team will have difficulties with the network, load uh, shading, we may ground our um, uh, video. Uh, can you go to the, another item?
2: Uh, Chairperson, is the presentation by uh, by the state law advisers? Yes, you can
1: proceed. Thank you,
2: uh, Ms. Sarah Governor. will be making the presentation.
0: My, that's my understanding. I've flagged the the presentation on the screen. Good morning,
4: Chairperson, um, and thank you. Good morning to the honourable members and all other stakeholders. Uh, and colleagues present on the platform this morning Uh, chairperson i will be presenting um, with your permission the a-list on behalf of legal services this morning Um, if i may be allowed to switch off my camera so that it doesn't affect the connection um, or interrupt the connection
5: Uh, hello mr matronzi
0: Yes, can you hear me, Chairperson? Yes, I can hear
2: you. Yes, Mr. Governor was already on the platform. Okay. Mr. Governor, Ms. Ms. Governor, we can proceed.
4: Thank you, Chair. Um, Chair, Ms. Williams is not with us this morning, but we have Ms. Harriet Mekwa from the Office of the Chief State Law Advisor, who will also be present and um, assisting where necessary today. Um, Chairperson, uh, at the outset, we would like to mention that the A-list that we have um, prepared and which is, has been circulated and has um, been flagged at the moment, uh, provides for those matters which the committee has reached consensus on, and it is these aspects that we have included um, either for inclusion or amendment um, in the bill. Um, um, with your permission, I'll be taking the committee through the A-list um, and Eddie will be um, flagging it for me. Um, It should be mentioned that whilst we know that there will possibly be changes be made to the long title of the bill, these will obviously be done at a later stage um, once all the deliberations and decisions have been made and then these will then be incorporated. According to standard drafting practice, uh, the long title is usually amended at a later stage uh, when all all the decisions or changes have been implemented. If we can go through to the uh, page two of the A-list. The first, um, the first clause that you'll we'll be looking at is uh, an amendment to clause one of the bill, which provides for the definitions. Um, it will be noted that the committee has decided that or have, has made the decision that independent candidates um, should be or should have representation in the liaison committees and it was further agreed that the term that will be used will be political liaison committees. Accordingly, uh, Clause 1.1 on page 3 in line 4 of the bill to omit and. Point 2 on page 3 of the bill after line 4 to insert paragraph E by the deletion of the definition of party liaison committee after the definition of officer Paragraph F, by the insertion after the definition of party liaison committee of the following definition. Political liaison committee means a committee established in terms of the regulations on political liaison committees published in terms of the electoral commission act and. And point three on page three of the bill in line five to renumber the existing paragraph E as paragraph G. On page three of the A-list, a new clause is proposed to be included in the bill to amend section 20 of the act, which provides for election timetables and to provide for political liaison committees. So the new clause on page three of the bill after line nine to insert the following new clause after clause one and to renumber the existing clause two as clause three and subsequent clauses accordingly. The amendment of section 20 of act 73 of 1998 as amended by section nine of act one of 2019, the new clause two will be section 20 of the principal act is hereby amended by the substitution in subsection one for the words preceding paragraph A of the following words. The commission must after consultation with the party is being omitted, National political is being inserted, liaison committee. On page three of the A-list, the amendment to clause four of the bill is a technical correction to the citation in the heading and does not change the, the substance of the bill. Clause three, point one, on page three of the bill in line 18, to omit amended and to substitute with the word substituted. Point two, on page three of the bill in line 19, after the word and to insert amended by. On page three of the ALIS, um, the amendment to clause four of the bill is to accommodate the decision of the committee that an independent candidate must provide at least 50% of the quota for a seat in the previous equivalent election. Clause 4.1 on page four, to omit lines six to nine and to substitute with paragraph a a completed prescribed form which with electronically submitted signatures of voters totaling at least 50 percent of the quota for a seat that was required for a seat in the previous elections whose names appear on the segment of voters role for that region or province in which the candidate is standing for election Also on clause four, um, the committee has agreed that independent candidates should pay deposits. And this has possibly necessitated the removal of the phrase, if any, from from the clause. So point two on page four in line 10 to omit if any. The committee has also agreed that the deposits payable by candidates are to be determined by the commission. And that the amount payable by independent candidates contesting an election in the provincial legislature must be less than the amount payable to contest an election in the National Assembly, and that these deposits can differ from the amounts that registered parties pay. So um, it is proposed that a new subclause six be inserted. Point three on page four after line 34 to insert subclause six. The amount to be deposited by an independent candidate contesting an election of a provincial legislature must be less than the amount for contesting an election of the National Assembly. And such deposits may also be different to the deposits paid by registered parties. On page four of the A-list, a new clause is proposed amending section 39 of the Act which provides for assistance to certain voters. And this amendment is to provide for the inclusion of agents of independent candidates in this section. The new clause, point one, on page six after line 12 to insert the following new clause after clause four and to renumber the existing clause five and subsequent clauses accordingly. Amendment of Section 39 of Act 73 of 1998, as substituted by Section 12 of Act 34 of 2003. Subclause 6, Section 39 of the principal act is hereby clause clause 6 sub Section 39 of the principal act is hereby amended by the substitution in subsection 1 for paragraph B of the following paragraph. Paragraph B two agents, either from different parties or representing different independent candidates if available. On page five of the A-list, an amendment is is, is proposed to be made to the heading of clause five. Um, this is a technical amendment as follows. Uh, at point one, on page six in line 13, to omit amended and to substitute inserted. The committee has uh, agreed that agents should be appointed by independent candidates as well. Um, so it is um, it is proposed that a new clause will be inserted in the bill. Um, and the wording of this new clause will give effect to the proposals made at the last parliamentary committee and captured by the content advisor. However, the wording has been brought in line with section 58.1 of the act, new clause point one, on page six after line 21, to insert the following new clauses after clause five and to renumber the existing clause six and subsequent clauses accordingly. Amendment of section 58 of act 73 of 1998 as amended by section 10 of act 18 of 2013. New clause eight, section 58 of the principal act is hereby amended. A, by the substitution for the heading of the following heading, appointment of agents, by the insertion after subsection 1 of the following subsection, 1A, an independent candidate contesting an election may appoint A, one or more agents for each voting station, or if voting or counting at a voting station takes place in more than one room or separately enclosed area, one or more agents in respect of each room or area. And B, two agents for each venue where the proceedings provided provided for in part three or five of chapter four take place. Paragraph C, by the substitution in subsection two for the words preceding paragraph A of the following words, a party is omitted, N is inserted agent and paragraph D by the substitution for subsection three of the following subsection, the appointment and revocation of appointment of a person, party is removed and agent must be effected in the prescribed manner. Amendment of section 59 of act 73 of 1998, as amended by section 16 of act 34 of 2003, The clause nine, section 59 of the principal act is hereby amended by the substitution in subsection 3A for sub paragraph two of the following sub paragraph, the registered party or independent candidate represented by that agent and. On page seven of the A-list, a clause to amend section 62 of the act, uh, which provides for consultation with political liaison committee is proposed. Amendment of Section 62 of Act 73 of 1998, Clause 10. Section 62 of the principal Act is hereby amended A, by the substitution for the heading of the section of the following heading, consultation with Political Liaison Committee, and B, by the substitution for paragraphs A and B of the following paragraphs, respectively. The Municipal Political Liaison Committee for the municipality within which that voting district will fall, or paragraph B, if no municipal political liaison committee has been established in the municipality, the provincial political liaison committee for the province within which that voting district will fall. So on page 7 of the A-list, section 64 of the Act which relates to the establishment of voting stations, An amendment is proposed to provide for consultations with the um, political liaison committees. Amendment of section 64 of act 73 of 1998 as amended by section 18 of act 34 of 2003. Clause 11, section 64 of the principal act is hereby amended by the substitution in subsection three for paragraphs A and B of the following paragraphs respectively. A the municipal political liaison committee for the municipality within which that voting station will fall, or B, if no municipal political liaison committee has been established in the the municipality, the provincial political liaison committee for the province within which the voting station will fall. On page eight of the A-list, uh, clause amending Section 66 of the Act, which provides for the boundaries of voting stations, is proposed to provide for agents. Amendment of Section 66 of Act 73 of 1998, as substituted by Section 19 of Act 34 of 2003. Clause 12. Section 66 of the Principal Act is hereby amended. A. By the substitution for subsection 1 of the following subsection. Before the voting station opens for voting on voting day, the presiding officer of a voting station must determine the boundary of the voting station after consultation with agents and members of the security sources who are available at that voting station at that stage. And B, by the substitution for subsection 3 of the following subsection, The presiding officer may alter the boundary at any time, if it is necessary to do so, to ensure proper control and security at the voting station. And after consultation with agents and members of the security services who are available at that voting station at that stage. On page eight of the A-list, a new clause is proposed, which amends section 96 of the act, which provides for the jurisdiction and powers of the electoral court. So as to extend the provision of forfeiture of deposits to independent candidates. The new clause, point one on page six after line 27 to insert the following new clause after clause six and to renumber the existing clause seven and subsequent clauses accordingly. Amendment of section 96 of act 73 of 1998 Clause 14 Section 96 of the Principal Act is hereby amended by the substitution in subsection 2 for paragraph C of the following paragraph The forfeiture of any deposit paid by that person or party in terms of section 272E or paid by an independent candidate in terms of section 31B3B On page nine of the A-list, a a new clause is proposed, which amends section 100 of the Act, which provides for regulations, and this is to include political liaison committees. The new clause, point one, on page six, after line 34, to insert the following new clause after clause seven, and to renumber the existing clause eight and subsequent clauses accordingly. Amendment of section 100 of Act 73 of 1998, This will be the new Clause 16. Section 100 of the principal Act is hereby amended by the substitution in Subsection 2 for the words preceding Paragraph A of the following words. The Commission may make regulations after consultation with the National Political Liaison Committee regarding any matter. At the bottom of page 9, an amendment is proposed to Clause 10 of the Bill Um, as follows on page seven in line one after schedule one to omit off and to substitute two. This is a technical amendment that does not affect the substance of the bill. And point two to include reference to the newly inserted section CA of the act on page seven in line 17 to omit C and to substitute CA. Point three on page seven in line 26 to omit C and to substitute CA. Um, on page 10, the new, a new clause is proposed to amend Schedule two of the Act to provide for political liaison committees. The new clause, point one, on page 15 after line 45 to insert the following new clause after clause 11 and to renumber the existing clause 12 accordingly. Amendment of Schedule 2 of Act 73 of 1998, Clause 22, Schedule 2 of the Principal Act is hereby amended by the substitution in Item 7G for subparagraph 3 of the following subparagraph, that representatives of that party or candidate attend meetings of any political liaison committee or other forum convened by the commission. Thank you, Chair. That is the A-List that has been prepared by Legal Services.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Ms. Govender, for the uh, presentation. Um, I'll also try to ground my video, given the challenges I'm facing. Thanks very much uh, for that uh, presentation. I must indicate that uh, both Honorable uh, Lizelle and Honorable Jose. They are attending, uh, they're in the meeting, but uh, they're also attending another m- uh, committee meetings uh, So we, we, they have just given me a notice. Uh, can we, Mr. Matunzi? are we moving to the Parliamentary Legal Service? Yes, Chair Thank you. This uh, uh, reflects the uh, deliberation members uh, that uh, you have uh, always contributed to this, so this A list is informed by what we have been deliberating on the inputs uh, uh, presented by all stakeholders, including members in, their des- in the decision of the of the committee. Uh, Parliamentary Legal Service, thank you. you. Can proceed.
6: Good morning, Chairperson. Um, I'm Tala ali from Parliamentary Legal Services. And I'll be presenting to the committee outstanding issues requiring decision making relating to drafting. Um, Let me just share my screen for a moment. And I'll be switching off my video for um, better viewing. Before we begin, we'd like to give the context for the committee. On the 14th of July, the Constitutional and Legal Services Office and the Office of the Chief, Chief State Law Advisor met to finalize the A-list. During this meeting, we both agreed that there, re- there remains a number of outstanding issues which require decision-making by the committee that would feed into the possible amendments to the current bill. These issues include the removal of the term qualifications, For independent candidates, the amendment of the term political party to merely party, and whether independent candidates can contest multiple regions for a regional seat versus independent candidates contesting only one region in which they are resident. The payment of deposits by independent candidates and the implication of the term if any And then finally, Schedule 1A, which consists of items that deals with issues such as calculations, ballot papers, vacancies, among others. The first issue is the removal of the term qualifications. This issue was raised that the term qualifications implied an academic requirement necessary for a certain job. And Chairperson, this issue was either raised during committee deliberations or public hearings, but we as CLSO felt it would be remiss not to gain a resolution on this issue. The discussions indicated that this term could be misleading and not the intention of the bill. However, a decision has not been taken regarding the removal of this term. The term appears in the bill as follows. In the long title, it reads, to provide for requirements and qualifications which must be met by persons who wish to be registered as independent candidates. And then it appears in clause 4.31b, which reads requirements and qualifications for independent candidates to contest elections. The second issue is the removal of of the term political. The CLSO has highlighted to this committee that the Electoral Act does not define the term party, nor does it define the term political party. However, the Electoral Commission Act does define party. We have observed that the bill in certain clauses uses the term political party, which is incorrect and is not defined in the Electoral Act nor in the Electoral Commission Act. So in order to cons- be consistent in the term political party, in, in order to be consistent, the term political party in the bill should be amended to read party. And these are a few examples how the term political party appears throughout the bill. As the committee and see, it appears in clause one at the definitions candidate, and then independent candidate. It also appears in clause four of the bill at 31B3F and also throughout schedule one. And this must all be amended in order to ensure consistency throughout the bill. The third issue would be the question regarding independent candidates contesting multiple regions versus independent candidates contesting one region for the regional seat in the National Assembly. The question of whether an independent candidate may be permitted to contest multiple regions for a regional seat in the National Assembly, or whether an independent candidate should only contest in the region they are resident, i.e. one region, remained an outstanding issue in in last week's PC meeting, which was held on the 12th of July. Depending on the policy decision, Taken in respect of the above, the drafting, drafting implications are twofold. Firstly, should the committee decide that independent candidates contest multiple regions, there would be the following dra- drafting implications. Clause 4 would need to be amended, as can be seen, that Section 31 a Section 31 provides a requirement for independent candidates that they should not only be an ordinary resident in the region or province concerned, but also that they be registered as a voter on the segment of the voter's role for that region or that province concerned. Section 31 3 would also need to be amended as this provides that the nomination of the independent candidate must be accompanied by a, a completed prescribed form with the number of signatures that appear on the segment of the voter's role for that region or province. And also, 31B3E would need to be amended as it provides that the nomination of an independent candidate must be accompanied by a declaration signed by the candidate confirming that their residential address is situated within that region or province. Furthermore, the committee decides that independent candidates should be able to contest multiple regions, the same then should apply to party candidates. Therefore, this will impact on the following clauses. Section 27 to CA, which provides that a registered party must nominate candidates and submit lists of candidates to the chief electoral officer, and such lists must be accompanied by a declaration signed by each candidate appearing on the party's regional list which confirms that she's registered to vote within that region in which the election takes place. As well as Schedule 1A, Item 3.4, which specifically states that the same name of a candidate on a party list may not apply on more than one regional list. Secondly, should the committee resolve that the independent candidate should only contest one region the region in which they are resident, then this would have the following drafting implications. The committee can see then section 31A1, 31B3A and E would not require an amendment. However, this decision could impact on section 272CA of the bill, which as explained a moment ago, relates to the requirement that a party candidate should only confirm that they are registered to vote in that region, but there is no residency requirement. The department has indicated that the registration to vote implies residency. However, it is recommended by the CLSO that the language in Section 27 be made clearer in order to be aligned with the requirements for independent candidates, which as we mentioned are required to be resident and to be registered to vote in the region. It must be noted, however, that the aforesaid discussion pertains to regional seats in the National Assembly, as it would appear that the deliberations that residency for all candidates would be a requirement for provincial
0: seats. And the committee can confirm this. Deposits. The committee agreed that
6: independent candidates should pay deposits. However, in Clause 4, Section 31B3B states that a deposit equal to a prescribed amount, if any, payable in the prescribed form and manner. If any, implies that there may be instances where an independent candidate will not pay a deposit. This is therefore not a true reflection of the intentions of the committee and will require an amendment by deleting the term, if any. And lastly, members, Schedule 1A of the bill. The committee has decided that the bill should be amended to extend the existing allocation system as containing the Electoral Act and expanded to include independent candidates using the highest remainder. The committee also agreed that the bill should be amended to reflect three ballot papers. The committee also agreed that the bill should be amended to ensure that vacancies for independent candidates are filled by the next highest available candidate or political party. The Constitutional and Legal Service Office and the Office of the State Law Advisor have considered Schedule 1A. However, the amendments Requested that are requested by the committee are of a technical nature and are not within the expertise of legal services. The department, through their legal counsel and the IEC, have provided the committee with initial drafts regarding this amendment. And the IEC, in particular, have now written to the committee confirming that the amendments are of a technical nature and that they will present an option relating to Schedule 1A later this week. It is our opinion that the department and the IC are best placed to present these options. However, a resolution is required from the committee regarding which option to, in- to incorporate into the bill. And at first, thank you. Um, thank you, Chairperson.
1: Thank you very much, uh, uh, Telana, and thanks very much, uh, uh, Ms Governor for the uh, presentations members. these are the issues, uh, the presentations which we have uh, interacted with, um, and earlier on, as we did confirm with the Commissioner Maycha, that they will then come back to the committee on Friday. Uh, to present uh, the uh, issues that uh, Telena also has raised in relation to the Schedule 1A, uh, which are more technical. So also, I think uh, it will be in their process if they need to liaise with the, um, the Home Affairs, uh, but we'll expect that... Uh, presentation so that we're able to conclude the, uh, the, uh, the A-List. We'll look on the what the two presentation have raised because the A-List, we can't adopt it uh, uh, today given the outstanding issues that uh, have been uh, uh, raised. And uh, when the IEC has now presented uh, on the options which were highlighted, will then take that decision to adopt the, the, the A-list. There are issues which are reflecting on the uh, presentation of uh, Telana that on the wedding uh, or the that must reflect on the bill, which the committee needs to reaffirm um, or affirm those noting that there was uh, deliberations uh, uh, if i can recollect in one of the uh, our community meeting um, i think citing the uh, uh, the area where qualifications or requirements i think there was that uh, 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 deliberation at some and an understanding as to how we must uh, change qualification to, to requirements but i'm just giving a uh, side notes that we have able to uh, deliberate so that the committee on record changes some of the uh, capturing ways uh, for processing of concluding this matter. The area where it was outstanding, I think uh, it's well captured. It's on the multiple uh, regions and participation, uh, which the committee must take a decision on, on that. I'm going to uh invite members to interact, a uh, comment, then we'll uh after that we'll then deal, we'll await for the IEC uh to come and present, and we'll get comments, uh response comments from uh, uh, uh the team led by Telana and the uh, uh Ms. Govender. On the two presentations the attitude of the committee committee members and i'll then invite for responses then i'll invite the uh, honorable uh, Pile, honorable Malequa, honorable rose uh, honorable Kanyele, uh, and honorable uh, um, honorable uh, and honorable tito um, uh, mr matunzi um, they got i got an indication that if honorable uh, uh, Lohwase and Honourable Zel are now on our meeting, they will, uh, they will indicate. But at this moment, we can get uh, Honourable uh, Pile, Honourable Malekwa, Honourable Ross, uh, Honourable uh, Kanyele, Honourable Tito, Honourable uh, Mutise. Uh, thank you, Honourable Pile.
7: Thank you very much, chairperson and very good morning to all members and all stakeholders present. Chair, um, I want to deal with the, the one very quickly, the first presentation from the State Law Advisor. I'm happy with all of the um, um, capturing and submissions. I think that it adequately captures correctly uh, the deliberations of committee. And also, uh, it just you know places each item and each clause uh, the way it should be. So I'm in full support of that. There's just one part that I thought I wanted to to raise, and I don't know how much of a um a difference it may have in terms of content or substance if we can flight the part or the section about um deposits um miss if you can just flight that part about deposits um because there's a line okay if we go further down
2: Ms. Gawetna, if you
4: can direct me, which page, if you... Hi, Eddie. Um, I'm going to look for it now. I'm, I'm also trying to find, is it, I think it's, Um. sorry, I think it's, it's, it's with clause, clause, is it clause four?
7: It's, it's where you've, the new, the new part that you've, you've added, what it should read okay. as. It's page four. There we go. You've gone too far. Okay, this one?
4: Page four, yes. Um.
7: Yes, that's the one. Um, uh, number three. Uh, the last part. Um, may also be different to the deposits paid by registered parties, or should we include the word political? I'm just asking because you might then um read it as anyone who's registered um uh, for an election so I, that's the only part that i think uh, i wanted to to propose perhaps if it doesn't change um um substantially whether we should include the word political parties because we are differentiating between independence and and political parties um so that's fine i'm, I'm happy with that chair in the second one, the second presentation. I'm going to start with um, the removal of qualifications. I want to support Chairperson that we do remove the word qualifications, um, and I'm saying this particularly because when we were in public hearings, we we were clear that um, well, submissions were clear that some people thought it was referring to educational qualifications, and perhaps we must we must we must then look at. How we can make that um, more uh, easier to understand. And I think requirements uh, suffices if, if one says requirements. Um, the rest of it I'm happy with. Uh, I'm just going to dwell on the residence requirement and multiple regions. I think we've had many discussions and deliberations, Chairperson, on um, whether you can contest an election. Uh, by just being a registered voter anywhere in South Africa and I think that part is clear yes you can be registered anywhere so that you'll be able to to qualify or, or um, contest however when I have to zoom into the discussion around multiple regions I just want to draw the committee's attention Chairperson, to, to the fact that let's take an example that I am in KZN and I contest the elections in KZN and in Limpopo, and that I then get enough votes for a seat in Limpopo. Does this mean that I will leave KZN and be part of the legislature in Limpopo? And I just can't understand um, the logic of that. How I would leave the province that I am in to be able to then be part of a legislature in a province that I have never lived or worked or even had any um, grounding in. And I think it, it, for me, that raises a challenge. And in light of that, Chair, I want to propose that it remains as one region, that you are able to contest in one region only, Uh, because it's just not going to be logical for any individual, even a political party, you will not find a political party taking a a candidate on the list that's in KZN and placing them in the Western Cape legislature. You will find that where you are is where you would appear on that list and that's where you would be able to then occupy a seat in the legislature. (coughs) In respect of the part that comes in around the, the NA, and and I want to be clear that we differentiate, that we've agreed that it doesn't relate to compensatory seats. It only relates um, to the first 200. And in that instance, Chair, I think we should remain with the the discussion or, or proposals around where you occupy, where you've re- reached the highest number of seats. And I don't think that there is a need for, for that um, ranking in any event, because the legislatures or provinces will have different quotas in terms of um, of the number of votes for a seat. And in that instance, uh, there won't be a case in point where you would have to then choose. I think it should just remain where you have received the highest number of votes. Chair, I'm happy with everything else. Um, I don't want to dwell dwell into the discussion around Schedule 1A because we're still going to receive um, a presentation by the IEC. And then perhaps we can unpack it. But otherwise, I'm happy with, with, with everything that has been presented to us. Um, and I hope that we can be able to then finalize so that we're able to move forward. Thank you, Chair. Yeah,
1: thanks. Before the second speaker, if you go to the Telana uh, presentation, the intention of the presentation is that the committee must consider to change certain weddings there, like you did uh, on Honorable play on qualification and requirements. If you go through the document, it indicates areas where uh, she has a, 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 a pre- pre- presented so that uh, the committee make its own a decision on 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 that is not technical. I'm not sure whether uh, Mr. Sorry, uh, Miss Henley, I'm getting you. I, we got you correctly. So that um, if Miss Honourable says is happy on everything, uh, he's even mis- is saying that uh, in the wedding that we must change to say, is uh, also uh, adopting uh, that. Uh, can you just come back, uh, Miss Henley, so that. Members uh, are more clear on what we must do in that uh, in that document.
6: In in the document, yes, um, Chairperson. Before I before I delve into that, I just want to clarify something with Honourable Pele. Um, when we when we dealt with multiple regions, we were speaking to a regional seat. So, by virtue of your example, Honourable Pele, if you had to obtain um a regional seat via Limpopo, you wouldn't be Present in Limpopo because that's the provincial legislature. We're dealing with a national assembly seat. And regarding your question, um, Honorable Chair, we are presenting you uh, with, uh, the, representing the committee with various um, amendments that are um, in a technical nature but require, co- but have a content issue. So a decision needs to be made. And as far as I recall, a decision hasn't been made regarding whether we opt for multiple regions or a single region. I hope I'm clear, Chairperson.
1: No, No, I'm no, I'm not referring on that subject. Uh, but uh, the other ones? Uh, yes, I, I think on this one, members are, are laboring on it now. Okay. What I'm trying to bring to the attention of the meeting, of the committee, is that on your document, for example, not for, uh, for example, you say that the committee needs to change, to consider changing qualification yes. to requirements. So there the, the, the are highlights you have made in your, in your report, where we must say, consider to, 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 to change. And Honorable Pillay says he's happy on everything that is there. And I don't think he understood you uh, correctly uh, in terms of that certain areas, which we need to, uh, uh, to consider to change. Uh, if you can just bring up that, uh, that report. Outside the key issues that we must discuss this multi, which com- has already made uh, input.
0: Do you, want I'm not to
1: fly-
6: do you want me to flight the presentation again? Or just yeah, highlight? Just,
1: yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. I think it would be important so that- uh,
6: I can do that. Yeah. yeah. So what we were what we were saying, chair, is that we need um let me just sorry, give me a moment to just write the presentation again okay. So what we had discussed Chair, was that we required resolutions from the committee regarding um, these issues, and I think yes. the, the yes. first yes. the first slide indicates the the, the three issue, the four issues.
1: Yes, you see on the first line you the the qualification, uh, and we need uh, to change into committee to consider for requirement. I'm referring to the entire document, but I think members may have. Uh, uh, gone through, through it.
0: So we would need
6: re- resolutions from the committee. Can we make those amendments?
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, honourable and honourable members, uh, I'm trying to take you back, if you will come back, so that we're able to exhaust all these issues that uh, 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 we need to, to, to deal with.
7: Thank, thank you, Chair.
1: Yeah. Uh, I can... Okay. Or will you come back later or can I, other members, come in? Sure, no problem.
7: You can come back after that. Thank you, Honorable Legua.
8: Thank you very much, Jefferson. Uh, I think I'm covered by Honorable play and the response uh, made by a member on the presentation. Thank you.
5: Thank you, Honorable Ruas. Thank you, Chair, and uh, yeah, thank you to the presenters. Um, so first of all, looking at the A-list, I'm just going to Clause 4, Item 1. I just want to get clarity um, on that. It talks about the requirement for signatures, um, but we were also very clear that we would need an ID number and a name for the IEC to be able to verify that that person was on the voters' roll. So, um, Perhaps we just need that a uh, little bit more clarity in that clause to say that um, it wouldn't only be a signature, it would also be an ID number and a first name and a last name to allow for that verification, unless I'm misunderstanding what the definition of a of a signature is there. So I would propose that the the ID number and the and the name and surname be added to those requirements. And then from a from the parliamentary legal service presentation. Um, so certainly, yeah, uh, yeah, don't really have a problem with the removal of qualification, um, as well as the proposal about political party being changed to party. Um, then in terms of the independent candidates in multiple regions, I think, Chair, the, the reason why we started going around uh, on this issue was because you know, I'm, I'm thinking a while back that the at one stage where we had presentations on the constitutionality of the bill, then there was a concern raised, and I think it was by the IEC, that um, not allowing independent candidates to stand in more than one region, perhaps would lead to an issue of uh, unconstitutionality. Um, and that is why there was sort of this, this attempt to try and come to a middle ground. but. I'm imagining that by presenting these two options, option one, multiple regions, option two, standing in the region of, of residence and registration, that the parliamentary legal service is saying that that option would be constitutional. Because from what I remember that, you know, that, that was the, that was what the committee had sort of discussed that um, members of political parties are, they need to stand in a specific region uh, to national assembly. Um, but that, um, for some reason, the independent candidates um, should be able to stand in multiple regions. Otherwise, it might be ruled unconstitutional. So I think if if we are if we receive that assurance that um, option two is constitutional, then then my view is that we would certainly um, uh, go for option two, uh, and that also deals with the with the aspect of fairness of. Candidates standing in political parties being limited to one region um, vis-a-vis independent candidates that would bring the element of fairness that would then say if you're an independent candidate or a candidate uh, within a political party then you have the same opportunity to choose your region and stand there so we would go for option two and then in terms of the deposits um, we agree with that uh, proposed amendment thank you chair
0: yeah, so thank you very much. Um you. thank you, Chaperson, and good morning, colleagues.
9: Jepperson, um, I have noted the, um, both presentations and we appreciate them. However, there's just a few things that I'd like to to raise. The first issue, it is the issue of the requirement and, and qualification, where qualification appears to be an issue. And as uh, Honorable Pillay has uh, indicated that in most of the public consultations that we have had, most people that attended, they've uh, raised their concern around this issue. Um, I'd like to propose that uh, country can we maybe replace qualification with criteria, have requirements and, and criteria I think it's a decision that we can take as a, as a committee. The second issue that was raised in, the, in, in one of the presentations was the issue of the word Political Party. I understand that in the previous meetings, we have as a, as a committee agreed that the word Party will suffice because the independent candidates, they are contesting as as, as as a party, political parties, they are party-consisting elections. So I think we agree that the word party can be used. I'd like to suggest that we resolve on this today as well. I, I have been covered on the issue of participation in one region or multiple regions by Honorable Rose. Then, um, another issue that
0: I have noted is, is the issue of the deposits. Um Honorable Kanile, your
1: network is uh, failing you. The network is failing you.
0: Can you come back again? We are not uh, capturing what you want to raise. Mr. Matunz, is she still on the platform? Uh.
2: Yes, she's still on the platform. Probably she has a problem with the network.
0: If maybe we can move to the next one, then she can come back when she's okay. Okay. Annalbertito. Jefferson, she's not in the meeting. She joined and then I'm sure she left again.
2: Okay. I think the network. Annalur Modisa
8: Thank you very much, Chairperson. Chair, on the independence on whether or not they can contest one region or multiple regions, I think I also want to align myself to the views that if there is assurance on the fact that independence contesting one region, uh, there is a comfortability with the constitutionality of that, therefore I, I would support that option too. But instead of allowing independents to contest multiple regions with it's something that is different from political parties, then we are comfortable that they can then contest uh, the one region where they they reside. Chair, on the issue of the the term political party or or merely the party, I'm comfortable with a a party as well as it would have been suggested in the previous uh, deliberations. On the schedule 1A, the calculations of seats. I'm not sure, Chair, if there was no resolve. But if I remember quite well, would have resolved uh, on the system that uh, would be used to 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 calculate the the allocation of seats. I'm not sure why is this issue coming back. But otherwise, I am I'm, I'm comfortable. I think some of the issues uh, on a role play would have then sufficiently covered me. Thank you, Chair.
1: Thank, thank you. Let me go back to Honourable uh, Pile and Honourable Kanyele. Let me start, with Honourable Kanyele. She has not completed a, a, a submission, so that is recorded. Honourable Kanyele, if you are back,
9: I am back, Chairperson, and I apologise for that. Um, I think I'm having a problem with my network. Chairperson, do you want me to start from scratch, or I, I'm really not sure. Where did you lose me?
1: Yeah, I think I think just uh, you can start because we've we noted that network will have will have challenges network so that you are properly captured uh, on our, uh, sorry, Honor
9: Okay. Jefferson, on the issue of requirements and, and qualification, I was proposing that we replace qualification with criteria. And the second issue that I have raised it is the issue of political party and to be amended with the word Party. I understand that in the previous discussions in this portfolio committee, this was the agreement that we came to. Um, the participation of my one region or multiple regions, chapperson, and I did indicate that Honorable Rose has covered me. And then the issue of deposit, chapperson, As a portfolio committee, we have reached an agreement that independent candidate must pay a deposit that is going to be determined by, by, the, by the IEC. So I, as I suggest that the word, if any, must be removed because um, if I kept the presenter very well, she indicated that if we have the word, if any, it means they may or they may not pay a deposit. But it is my understanding that we have taken a resolution in this portfolio committee that independent candidates must pay deposits. So I suggest that the word, if any, should be removed. And Jefferson, on the issue of ID numbers to be included when they submit their signatures and the names and surnames, I do support Honorable Rose for the verification purposes because we need to verify that all those people are appearing on the voter's roll. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Honorable Pile
7: thank you thank you very much uh, chairperson chair i'm I'm going to go for the purposes of um, <clears throat> recording that um, I agree on the removal of the term qualifications for independent candidates um, and that I see no harm in requirements or criteria, but I think that just having one word requirements might be sufficient um, unless if 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 the committee feels otherwise, but I I think that requirements would suffice. Um, I also want to um, agree uh, on the amendment of the term political party, um, as uh, indicated in the presentation. In respect of the multiple regions, chairperson, I'm also going to support uh, option two, that it's one region, and I just want to, to Uh, re-emphasize that while we have started this process to be able to engage and include for independent candidates, we must not lose sight of the fact that you have political parties already contesting the space and that whatever we do must not ever be or seem to be taking uh, or giving more preference to one over the other. And in this instance, Chair, it will be important to note that in the current form of elections, political parties send candidates to Parliament through a regional list. And in that instance, they are only appearing on one region and not more than one. So there's no multiple regions. And if we had to then say that we allow for independence on multiple, it means that we are then going to have to amend or change the current in terms of allowing political parties to do the same. And I think that's going to then create a conundrum that we might not even see ourselves getting out of. And Chair, for that reason, we should be able to treat all individuals fairly, both political parties and independents. Um, And I support strongly that option two, to be contested in one region region should be uh, the decision we take as a committee. I also then want to say in terms of the uh, payment of deposits uh, I agree that the if any should be removed and I think it was it was quite correctly captured through the a list that was presented by Ms Govender um again I'm saying that in schedule 1A I support what honorable Modise has said that we have agreed on on these um uh, processes that need to be followed or or criteria etc however we may raise it further in terms of discussions around uh, when we when we receive the presentation on Friday. Um, in respect of the signatures, um, I think you know we've quite categorically said that it has to be a registered voter who shows support for an independent candidate, so I'm just thinking that having to to include that uh, may uh, cater for the the submission. Uh, by Honourable Ruas and Honourable Kanile about ID numbers uh, and names because when you're a registered voter, you already have your details in terms of um, ID numbers and, and signatures. And especially if we're looking at how you're going to submit this electronically, they'll, electronically may, there will be a vetting process in terms of who is registered and not. But there's no harm in, in having to include that because it has to be a registered voter that shows support. Um, in respect of the A-list uh, chairperson, um, all the the amendments that were presented to us, um I want to endorse. Um and I think the last thing for us to do now is just to receive Schedule 1A and then we'll be done. Thank you.
1: Uh, th- thank you, uh members uh for for your consideration of the two um uh, presentations and uh, changes that were required. We are carrying all the issues. Members, I think they are uh, agreeing uh, and resolving uh, on the, the submissions, uh, uh, on the contest, co- contesting of regions who are resolving on option two um, changing of the qualifications to requirements. Um, and uh, agreeing that the Schedule 1, we agreed, but the IEC will uh, come back to uh, uh, brief uh, the the committee. Now, uh, that said, there were a few issues that the committee ought to uh, resolve so that it's clearer when we're going to finalize the A-list uh, once the IEC has brought the matter uh, to our attention. These issues, all of them have deliberated uh, on them, uh, including the, uh, the issue that uh, Honorable has has raised. Uh, and this informs what this meeting and the stakeholders will be interacting uh, uh, with. I'll get the state law advisor or parliamentary legal service to... Uh, to comment um, on some on the issues that are arising from the from the meeting then uh, i will uh, go back to commissioner Muyabza if there's anything then we'll uh, then i wait for final adoption of the a list in our next meeting after we've considered all the all the all, all, all the matters. Let me uh, again, before uh, invite Honorable Lizelle, she, she has, she's back. She wanted to, uh, to make a comment. Koche? Uh,
10: <laughs> no, Chair. Thank you very much, and good morning uh, to our colleagues, and thank you very much for the presentations. I've actually already summarized, so there's really no need for me to speak because I think I wanted to just uh, support my colleagues. Um, that have spoken before me in terms of the issue. Um, so so maybe just for record purposes, Chairperson, and I, I just wanted to say that I do support the issues of uh, removing qualifications and, and using requirements or criteria, and of course the issue of political party to be amended to party and removing deposits, if any. Uh, and I was also happy with the suggestion that if Talana suggests that option two in her presentation is constitutional, that we will support option two. But now that we're at the business end of these um, deliberations and uh, we are moving towards finalizing um, discussions on these issues, I just wanted to repeat what I said in the previous meeting, Chairperson, and it's really just for noting purposes, that um, I, I do really hold the view that asking independent candidates for, to garner 20,000 or approximately 20,000 signatures um, for the purposes of being able to stand for elections is is far too high and i would have wanted uh, a lower number uh I, th- I think it's it's quite a it's quite a huge yield to climb in order to be able to be eligible for elections and lastly i wanted to say and we haven't considered it again but i think the cooling off period we should have considered uh removing that because i think will be it will be very difficult for them to monitor it, um and, and it's additional requirement which isn't really necessary in my view but but that being said Chairperson, i just wanted to put that on record for for noting purposes and then to agree with my colleagues with regards to the other points that they've raised thank you so much so
1: thank you very much uh, co-chair and also making sure that you get out of other meeting and join this uh, meeting thanks and appreciate uh, contributions, issues be noted. Um, let me start with the state law advisor and then I'll come to Mr. Njikela, Telana, and Daksha if there's any issue. Ms. Governor.
4: Thank you, Chair. Chair, we have noted the input um, from the honorable members and we will be considering those and if necessary, we will revert. Chair, through you, if I could just get clarity from, um, I think it was Honorable Roos, who raised the issue of um, the amendment to close four. Um, if he could just possibly rephrase or restate exactly what his concern was, because at the moment, um, it provides that uh, the, the one of the things that needs to be attached to a nomination when it is submitted. And we ha- that has been rephrased to a completed prescribed form with electronically submitted signatures of voting and then totaling the 50% of the quota for the seat that was required um, for a seat in the previous elections. If for, 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 for clarity and for the sake of, of drafting, um, would it be possible for him to just rephrase exactly what his concern is?
0: Um, let, let me get. Uh, I want to
1: do it differently, but. It's fine. Let me get Honourable Ross back for the, the concern or the issue is raised by Ms. Govender.
5: Okay. Uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so basically the, the clause says um, with electronically submitted signatures of voters. And I would say that you would need to say uh, submitted signatures, identity numbers, and full names of voters, something like that because we had indicated and the IEC had indicated that they would need the ID numbers and they would, so, so we would need the ID numbers and they would need to be submitted in an electronic format in order to then take those ID numbers and verify them against the uh, voters role. So perhaps, so my concern was that if you just put signatures and that is taken as, the requirement is you just need 20,000 signatures on a page, then how would you, how would you verify that? Against the voters' role because they, you don't have signatures on the voters' role. So I hope
0: that's clear. Okay. Thank um, you,
4: Chair.
1: Okay. Ms. Governor?
4: Thank you, Chair. We have noted that and we will consider it and revert.
1: Okay. Uh, thank you. Let me get to Parliamentary Legal Service. Uh, I'm sure uh, Daksha, Mr. Telana, Daksha, and Ms. Njikela, if uh, is in the meeting. Uh, Ms. Ale?
6: Chairperson, I only noted one question regarding the constitutionality of option two, and Ms. Njikela is present in the meeting, and he will answer to that. Um, I don't think there were any other questions. I think um, Daksha can come in if I've missed anything.
0: Uh, Daksha?
11: Good morning, Chair. Good morning, Honourable Members. Um, now, we've, certain, we've certainly got consensus and decisions regarding the issues that we required uh, decisions on for us to now go and supplement the A-list in respect of that. I mean, the terms, uh, removing the term qualifications, removing the term political, um, the, regarding the payment of deposits. When it came to the issue of multiple regions versus regional seats, what we wanted from this meeting was a decision on which option to go with. We hadn't at this point obviously looked into the constitutionality of it. What we wanted, however, then, if there is a question of constitutionality, is to perhaps get the department to... um, or we would engage with the department to get an explanation on what the legitimate government purpose was on restricting independent candidates to contest one seat. So that's something for us to consider with the department. If there indeed is a constitutional concern, we'll definitely bring it back to this committee. Uh, but I'm going to ask Mr. Chikela to supplement what I've said, um, but otherwise I think we've covered. Thank you, Chair.
1: Thank you, Ms. Kasan. Mr. Njigela. Dear person,
12: I I think my colleagues have covered me, more especially what Daksha has just said now. Um, There is an issue around the question of multiple regions. And a legal question has been raised, whether it will be constitutional or legal or lawful for a member to be restricted from contesting nationally and this is a highly polycentric issue which i think the department must speak to of course we will have to consider and advise the committee on that once we have had the the benefit of the policy answer from the department Uh, At the moment, Chairperson, we are considering it. Um, Section 19 of the Constitution entitles all of us to stand for elections if we decide to. Whether the limitation that is being placed on that is constitutional or lawful is a matter that can be debatable. But I think from the side of the committee, we need at least to be able to understand why it was necessary and how we can justify it. And I think that that is the explanation we're looking for in as far as the department's side is concerned. And at least we can take it from there as parliament's legal services to see if that will pass the test of a reasonable limitation of a right. A- and I think we can only apply ourselves to that once we have had the benefit of what the department's thoughts were on that. I, I think that's, that's all I need to say at this moment, Chair.
1: Thank you. What would ad- r- advise uh, Mr. Antigela and the, the the department, perhaps, yeah, is that you may need to take a course of a discussion with the department, um, though they can come back to the committee on Friday, just to ascertain that clarity to members so that we you don't get the brief or the respond on Friday when we can have a side legal uh, 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 discussions including with the council uh, on that on that area. I think it will assist the, the the committee so that when we come back on Friday we're able to have a, a, a collective understanding as you present and if there are differences then the committee will be able to uh, deal with that uh, in common. I think that will may assist us uh, Mr. Njigela unless I'm, I'm yes um,
0: can I can I get that will be an understanding Mr. Njigela Okay, Mr. Njigela is gone. Talana?
6: Yes, yes, Chairperson, that is correct.
1: Okay, Mr. Malikana, Home Office, can you come in? Thank you. Mr. Malikate, sorry, I call it wrongly. That's why you don't come in. Mr. Malakate. yes.
2: Um, good
13: morning, Chair, and good morning, members. Uh, I am Moses Malakate from the Department of Home Affairs. Chair, on the on the question that has been raised by Mr. Njikela, I think it would your 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 your, your intervention relating to how we would need to deal with it that for 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 us it's proper. Yeah that we would we would we would we would liaise with each other and we would talk as a department and then provide our responses uh to 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 Mr. Njigela but but also I think we must we, we may also be uh if 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 the chair allows that on Friday we can also then provide our responses to the question that is being raised uh on in in relation to to multiple regions, uh, chair. There is also something that we have noted from the department in relation to the a list uh, that we 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 think that uh, if chair allows. That we should be able to to touch base with uh, the office of the chief state law Advisor as well as the parliamentary legal Advisor in relation to the a list because we have noted that there were certain there are certain issues that have not been taken care of that we might uh, need to come back uh, to the committee with those issues that we from our side as the department we. We have noted, and we had not had an opportunity to talk to to our colleagues in relation to to the a list. So, if chair would allow that, and provide us with an opportunity for us uh, to to talk to the two colleagues and and provide them a revised a list, if we if the colleagues are in agreement on Friday,
0: thank you, chair.
1: Okay, thanks very much. Uh, Mr. Malakate, that's a, a proper intervention. Let, let me draw members so that uh, we affirm this proposal and understanding in, as a process uh, uh, before we close so that it becomes a decision of the committee uh, on the input the chair has, has, has raised. Before that, let me just get the commissioner matter before, uh, if there's any other matter, so that we uh, then wrap up at, uh, uh, at once. i accept the matter that we
3: have dealt with uh, uh, earlier on. we're okay. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you, Chairperson, and thank you, honorable members. Uh, Chair, there are indeed uh, a few issues that we would want to um, give feedback to yourselves um, and, and the committee. Clause 4. Clause 4 of the A-list, it is so indeed that what we would need are identity numbers uh, of the people supporting an individual candidate. We will set up a system where those identity numbers are captured. Um, we, We will recommend that the signatures which are necessary, uh, and the names of the people be kept by independent candidates in the event that they are needed, as we currently do in local government and uh, for independent candidates and political parties. We are quite happy to talk to uh, parliamentary legal services and or the uh, chief um, state law Advisor in in that respect. Uh, before Friday, the second thing that we we thought was important um, in that clause, Honourable Pillay raised the issue about registered parties uh, or political parties, and I I thought the issue is also arising from the in the context of um, the legal services. Um, if one looks at what uh, a political party is defined in the act. It is, in fact, defined as a registered party. And so I thought that that, that draft in, in clause um, six on page four um, was correct, technically. But whether we, you know, the committee adopt uh, parties uh, for, to mean registered parties or political parties, I I think it's a matter that that the committee can reflect, and Legal Services may, in fact, um, advise on it. Where we would request that we have an opportunity to certainly uh, interact with the Office of the um, uh, State Law Advisor or Parliamentary Legal Services is in respect of the new clauses relating, in particular, to the insertion of agents for independent candidates. Um, there, there are two alternatives we would, we would like to consider with them, and if possible, come back to the committee um, with, with those uh, two issues considered. They will affect um, Clause 1, capital A, um, both A and B of those, of those clauses. There are then um, a, a, a two or three residual issues. Um, Honourable Kanyele raised, um, and Honourable Pillay raised discomfort in relation to the words qualification in the context of candidates. Um, this this um, discomfort, uh, w- though we understand, and I, I understand it was picked up from. Um, the, the um, public uh, 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 process that was um, um, undertaken. But I, one must have regard to the fact that qualification in terms of a candidate or member of a legislature is a, is a thing that flows directly from sections 47 and 106 of the Constitution. It sets out those things as qualifications. And that's exactly what we are referring to. We are referring to nothing else but those things. And so if one considers changing that to criteria or something else, um, there may be disconsolence with, with what's in the Constitution. And perhaps um, the legal eagles uh, will reflect that better than, than I do or we do at the moment. The, the, the last thing uh, that we, we wanted to raise... Was the issue concerning the cooling off period? Um, we, we just want to, to, to indicate, uh, Chairperson, respectfully, that the concerns raised by the, the Department of Home Affairs Senior Council are for us very weighty uh, as the Commission. We have had Honorable Van Merve uh, raise those uh, again today. And we ourselves are saying um, we would like um, this committee to know that we have no way as the Electoral Commission to enforce those because membership of political parties is not in the public domain and we do not have who are members of which political parties. Lastly, in relation to the contribution we have been uh, requested to make um, in relation to Schedule 1A, We do wish to point out, as we have done previously, that there may be other residual issues arising out of it. Uh, When we raise them on Friday, uh, please uh, have forbearance for us. We will will certainly point those out as may be necessary. That's our contribution, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you very much. uh...
1: Commissioner Miebza, I'm sure there's no in other addition from the commissioners or the executive. Is that my understanding, Commissioner Miyabi? Um, that's, the. Guess,
3: that's correct, eh?
7: Yeah.
3: Thank you very much. There we go, uh, Chairperson. I, uh, CEO. I don't. I don't know if there's anything we have missed. Uh, no, Chair, I think um, all matters uh, have been adequately um, addressed. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Okay. Thank you, Commissioner Mirza and, uh, and your team. As I've indicated, members, I wanted to draw you to the uh, summary which I've um, initiated. Um, one, that the legal team. In the state law advisor of parliamentary legal service and the home affairs and um, the IEC. Now, uh, Commissioner Mietra also has uh, uh, offered that uh, commitment that they need to interact on technical and legal issues uh, in the week during the week. Um, then a, a presentation uh, will be made on friday in our committee there may be other issues that separately they want to maybe to advance which may not or maybe outside the uh, the legal uh, parameters uh, which they may deal with ic submit to the committee and and the department of uh, home affairs uh, and that will able to uh, uh, consider those issues, but principle that there must be that engagement uh, during uh, the week. There are other issues which affect, uh, which will uh, members will be given time to reflect on, including which the IEC have raised, uh, um, and I think uh, Honorable uh, Lizelle raised. Um, and what's important is on, on the section 46 of the Constitution that we may need to uh, look at. The, they'll come back to the committee and deal with the, present those. We're at a stage where we were now noted all the issues, the, the presentation, uh, resolve on some of the issues so that we're able to finalize the A-list uh, on uh, on 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 Friday, once some of the technical issues that have been raised, is that members will give us comfort to proceed uh, uh, on Friday. Let me start with Honourable uh, uh, Pilei, Honourable Malegua, uh, Honourable Isel, if you are back, Honourable Rose, Honourable uh, Kanyele, and Honourable uh, Motisi, so that we. Honourable
7: uh, Yes, Chairperson, that will. And I support the uh, summary and the way forward. Thank you. Honourable Mulekwa? Thanks,
0: Chairperson. Hey, I'm OK. Thank you. Honourable Izeen? No, Honourable Ross.
5: Thank you, Chairperson, uh, supported. Honourable Kanyele.
0: Thank you, Chairperson.
8: Supported.
0: Honorable Mudise,
8: Thanks, Chair. It's supported.
1: Okay, noted. Thanks, members. Thanks very much. Uh, I think that will be our uh, uh, approach for for our next uh, meeting. Um, thanks, Legal Service, Parliamentary Legal Service, Ms. Njikela, and your team. Uh, thanks, uh, Ms. Gavenda and Ms. Williams. Thanks, Commissioner Mieta. And uh, the entire uh, Commissioner Masuku, have noted, and the CEO and the team. Thanks, uh, Mr. Malekani, Malekate, uh, and your team. Um, our meeting stand agenda. Thank, Thank you, you, Chair. Chair. The Thank you.
0: Thank, Thank you, bye bye